Welcome to Dietitians Uncorked, a podcast hosted by Kat and Kelly, two registered dietitians who co-founded Nutriving, a virtual nutrition practice. We talk all things food, nutrition, life, and of course, wine. This is a judgment-free zone where all foods fit and all bodies are welcome. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dietitians Uncorked. Thank you for being here with us today. Kat and I have a great episode coming your way. We are going to go through 10 tips or suggestions on how to move away from hating your body, which is a place that most of us have maybe been in or traveled through at some point in our life. So these are things that we've found have worked really well for clients that we've worked with, and we want to share with you today. Um, Before we get into that, if you've been listening to us for a while and enjoying what you're hearing, it would mean so much to us if you left us a review. It really does help the podcast reach other listeners who might potentially be interested in what we're talking about. So if you like what we're putting down, we would greatly appreciate your support in that manner. Let's get into it, Kat. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I have a great wine with me. What do you have today? Oh, me too. Uh, it's a it's a good one. Um, I have a Carmenere Malbec and Syrah blend from Elky Vines. It's uh, delicious. As you can imagine, it's very bold and just full of flavor. Mm, it's delicious. Tannins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. How about you? I have a Sauvignon Blanc, which is by Oyster Bay. Uh, It's from New Zealand. It's really good. It's a great price point. I got it for about $12, and it it tastes really good. So, you know, that that nice sweet spot where a bottle is like sub $15 still tastes really delicious. That's where I am today. Um, But I also feel like I need to expand my horizons a little bit. Like I, when it comes to white wine, I like just drink Sauvignon Blanc and I need to, I need to branch out. You were talking about a blend the other day with Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay, right? I got to tell you, I think, I think I, I have also historically just been like white wine tastes all, it's either sweet and I don't like it or it just tastes one way and it's just very predictable and I feel like I've been much more curious about red wines and I'm realizing that the same applies to white wines and um yeah I it, also pairing it with food or just mm-hmm. snacks or just it's, it's we we gotta add white wine in here yeah I think I need to to be more open because like you I've been more into the reds pretty much my whole life so far but there's a lot of really great white wines out there so I want to maybe that'll be my one of my summer goals exploring whites a little bit more and sharing a great it goal. right <laughs> fantastic goal yeah so let's get into our content for today um, we are as I said talking about some suggestions or tips on how to kind of get through those tough moments when maybe you aren't feeling great, you know, about your body, you don't have the body love, maybe you feel like you can't even accept your body in that moment. And so there's a lot of just kind of mental shifts that sound kind of simple on the outside, but if you're able to practice it, especially in the moment, it can be really powerful and kind of helping you move through that moment. Absolutely. And Kelly's going to walk us through our first tip. 
here in a second, but I do want to do a little, I want to acknowledge the fact that we, we have, I think it was like maybe our fourth episode or something like that called Thin Privilege, where we talked about some people who systematically um, benefit from, you know, being able to reside in a smaller body and people who reside in larger bodies have a, a very different experience. And as it relates to really not being able to accept your body, um, some individuals just have a harder time um, at a much larger scale than other people. But having said that, m- I think most people can relate to some level of this. Anybody can experience these negative feelings. And we kind of want to address um, that for, for everybody because I think anyone can uh, suffer from uh, not feeling great about their body at any given time. And we may not know everybody's individual experience, but we can definitely speak to something that we see in our clients. And as nutrition professionals, this does relate. Um, maybe it's a, a connection that unfortunately has been made much stronger because most people relate nutrition to aesthetics in a in an proximity that I feel widely uncomfortable by. But um, we 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 talk about feeling healthy and and doing things that are good for our bodies, that feel good. Um, and, and these feelings sort of are intertwined with that. So uh, just a little uh, acknowledgement there. That was beautifully spoken. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, you know, it, it sets the foundation um, because, of course, not everyone has the same experience in our world and how you feel in your body and Kat and I could never speak to what someone else is experiencing. Obviously, we've only lived, ever lived in our own bodies, but that doesn't mean that people in different bodies can't, you know, help each other and and provide a space to talk through some of these concepts and feelings. So that's what we're here for. Yep. Let's get into our first one. Um, so a lot of times you might hear about, you know, body love and, and love your body and all that. And that's, that's great. Um, that's a great place to be in, but we also have to acknowledge that sometimes that's just, it might not be on the table. It might, might not be on the table for a given day, a given week. It might just be hard to get to that space. So if you're feeling that way, try to think about, okay, maybe I don't love my body, but maybe I can accept my body. So moving from body love to body acceptance, sometimes we might just have these expectations in our head that, you know, for whatever reason, aren't feeling realistic and and that's okay to adjust your expectations. So it could be as simple as like a language shift in saying something to yourself, like I accept my body for what it is today, or I am more than my body or my body deserves respect. So all of those statements convey more of body acceptance, which for some of us might feel more approachable than the whole, oh, I love my body. Everything is perfect. Everything's great. And that's okay to be in that space. And that still can help us move forward. Absolutely. Number two is uh, talking about comparison and comparison I think we put here is is the thief of joy, and and that cannot be. Uh, I guess it relates more than just our bodies, but it comparing our bodies to other people's bodies is 
is really not doing anybody any good. Uh, I think most people have found themselves in a situation where they can't um, move past this moment of comparison. And there are tools and ways we can sort of help ourselves not go there all the time. We've talked about it on this podcast before where it's like if you need to do a social media cleanse or uh, stop following people that are uh, very obsessed with their bodies or talking about bodies or just you are in not in a good place to, to uh, consume that content. That is important because if we can find ways to help ourselves not be comparing ourselves to other people, that could be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Kind of like setting boundaries for yourself and, and respecting Absolutely. those. Yeah. Number three is to practice you know, thanking your body for everything it does for you. So this could be as simple as saying, thank you body for allowing me to go for a walk today. Um, maybe you got to pick up your child or your grandchild and play with them in the yard. And you're grateful to have a body that allows you to do that, you know, physically. Um, maybe you just bought a shit ton of groceries and you carried them all in, in one trip. Like that's something to celebrate. So there's a lot of things that our bodies do for us that if we can shift the focus from simply what we look like to what is my body actually doing for me, that can help, again, shift that mental space and move you a little bit forward, help you just practice gratitude for for what your body can do instead of simply what your body looks like. Yeah. Number four, and I really like this one, is practice letting thoughts pass. So many of us have been in that situation where you're in front of the mirror and you're flooded with negative thoughts and you feel like you need to analyze them or latch onto them or really trying to decipher, is this true? Is this not? Do I feel this way? Is this really, you know, the reality? And sometimes thoughts... Uh, come to us and we don't need to act on them. We don't need to believe every thought we have. We could just let them pass like clouds. Just watch them go through and uh, instead of judging them or latching onto them, we could just sit back and just notice them. If it's a bad image day, then there are tools or things that we can do to help Um, so that we don't sort of spiral down into something that we become obsessed with and eventually can become real harmful, we can just have a day where things are just kind of shitty and you don't feel good and you don't feel good about your body and that's okay. But no need to latch onto it, no need to analyze, no need to uh, really spend and dwell time in those negative thoughts. Just let them come and go. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one can be so powerful, but it, it is hard to, to get to that point. And I think, you know, working with a therapist, if that's accessible to you or practicing meditation, like those are things that can help you practice actually doing this so that on those bad body image days, when they come up, you know that you have this tool in your pocket. Yeah. Number five is to do a closet clean out. So for many of us, we might be holding on to maybe old jeans or sweaters, like something that you really liked at a time, but maybe it just 
it doesn't serve you well right now. Maybe it feels a little bit too tight in a certain part of your body. And what we have to think about is, okay, when you see that item or when you try it on, like, how are you feeling? So think about the thoughts that are going through your mind when you see that item or when you try it on. And if you're noticing that it's constantly pulling you into a negative spiral with thoughts that come up about how you've gained weight or you hate your body, you hate how this fits, why can't you wear this and feel good? Like if that's the space that that simply seeing that item puts you in, maybe it's time to say goodbye, you know, kind of like sometimes people are not meant to be in our lives for our entire lives. Sometimes people are there for a chapter, right? We can say the same thing for a pair of jeans or a sweater. Like it's okay to let go of it and you know, maybe you can donate it and it will bring joy to someone else's life. But I think closet space, you know, you got to think about how do I feel when I look at these clothes? And if you're constantly being pulled into a negative space, then maybe it's time to kind of look through what's there and cleanse it out a little bit so that you feel good when you go to get dressed. Yeah. I, I've mentioned this study before and I, 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 I think last time I talked about it, I, I didn't get to the full, um, results part of, of it, but there was a study done where, um, a bunch of women, um, were told to wear more like loosely fitted clothes and some women were, um, dressing a little bit more, uh, tight fitted, fitting clothes and, the women who were were wearing more loosely fitted clothes, not only did they feel more comfortable, which is somewhat of a, an obvious <laughs> statement maybe, um, but they weren't obsessively thinking about food or obsessively thinking about their body. They didn't, their thoughts did not um, sort of dwell in the image or body image aspect of their life, they were able to concentrate more on the task at hand or uh, whatever it is that they were trying to accomplish that day versus the women who were wearing more tightly fitted clothes really obsessed over the portion, the amount that they were eating, um, how they were looking, how they were feeling about how they were looking, which varied a lot throughout the day. And I mean, that goes to show that sometimes even just what we choose to wear a specific day can arm yourself with um, tools to handle positive or negative emotions um, in a better way, in a, in a better light. Um, and clothes, clothing can be a big part of that. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point because it's, it's not only when you're standing in front of your closet deciding what to wear, it, it can affect you and your thoughts and behaviors the rest of the, the day as well. Totally. Number six is considering that you don't have a perfect perception of your body, even though it is your body and you feel like you know it the best. Uh, We know body dysmorphia is a thing where it is difficult for you to parse out what you think it's true and what it actually is true. And so understanding that perception is literally just that. It's your perception. So to varying degrees, some people struggle with having an accurate perception Uh, perception or representation of what their body actually looks like in a 3D space. And uh, this can be 
especially true if we're struggling with body image, if in those days of really not being able to embrace your body, and if you have any history of disordered eating or um, not having a good relationship with food, um, having had to diet for a long time, this yo-yo dieting, I mean, that can really put a number on us. Um, and so understanding that your perception if you wake up and you have a negative perception of what your body looks like, if that feels like that's something that happens often, just acknowledging that that is your perception. Um, it may not be what your spouses or your significant other think of you. It may not mean what your friends, how they look at you. It, it may not be how society, the world, looks or judges you. It's it's just your perception, and it's your perception that day. Right. Which is constantly in flux, right? We, as with many things in life, you have, you know, good days, you have not so good days, and we're all just riding the wave. That's right. Tip number seven, and I've seen this be really helpful for uh, certain clients and just patients that I've worked with in the past, consider throwing out your scale. So, Everyone's going to be different on this. Um, For some people, it does help them to weigh themselves regularly and just kind of keep a pulse on things. But there also are other people where the scale is an insane trigger and they don't feel good. No matter what the number says, the, the feelings of anxiety that can come up simply just thinking about weighing themselves, you know, we got to think overall, is that worth it? Like, are there maybe other indicators of health? that I want to pay attention to instead of weight. If every time you go to weigh yourself or even think about weighing yourself, you're having like this storm of anxiety, you know, then maybe it's time to step away from it. doesn't have to be forever. Maybe you just don't weigh yourself for a specified amount of time. And and then you can kind of reevaluate if that's a tool that you want to use in the future, you know, at a later date. But I think just knowing you you have that option, that can be something to consider and think about if, if that would be helpful for you. Yeah, I, I like I've known um, and, and I've actually been here before. I mean, this is not even a, a, a situation that I feel like I don't engage in. I used to think, you know, <laughs> anytime I would engage in eating foods that maybe are not super nutrient dense, like fast foods or French fries. And I would feel bad about it. Like I would feel the, not just like emotional burden of like, oh man, this is affecting my body. But I would feel like I was engaging in bad discipline or bad behavior for having this. This is not how I feel today. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But, um, when I used to feel that way, my immediate reaction to sort of wanting, I don't know if I was trying to self-punish or like to see the number on the scale go up was like, oh, see, I was bad and whatever. Um, just going to the scale, that's like the first thing, it, going to the bathroom and being like, okay, let's uh, let's see the damage. And, um, you know, I at, at the time, and this is, I'm talking about a period of time before I was trained as a dietitian, like I wasn't considering the fact that I was likely retaining Mm -hmm. water because of the fast food, my period, how much I had to drink as far as alcohol or not, you know, whatever time of day that I'm weighing myself. But 
uh, not having that temptation there, if you're already feeling down and you feel like you just have to be like, oh my God, I'm going to get on the scale and feel worse. Like what is that really doing to you? It's not necessary. Do we need to make it feel worse? Right. I don't don't think it helps. Exactly. And and like you said, our, our weight is affected by a lot of factors. You know, if, if you're a woman, obviously your cycle, the whole salt content, like often if you maybe have a weekend where you are eating out a lot, maybe you're drinking more than usual, you're going to retain water. Absolutely. So whatever you're noticing on the scale is most likely related to that. And I think when people weigh themselves often, what I have seen is that you can obsess over, you know, the small minute changes when the reality is your weight is going to change by at least a few pounds throughout a day, you know? A day, yeah, totally. And zooming in on specific numbers and kind of like hyper obsessing and trying to attribute it to exactly what you're doing doesn't usually help us because not everything is in our control, you know, and we can't we cannot control our weight to the extent that probably people would like to be able to, but that's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, we have communicate your needs. And this is important when people that are close to you, maybe it's family or friends are making comments about your body or or other people's bodies. I don't know about you, Kelly, but I have people close to me that just can't help but to make a comment about other people's bodies or their own body or my body. And man, it is very difficult on the days that we are not feeling like we're feeling the love um, when it comes to our body that those comments do tend to weigh more Mm -hmm. and like just have a bigger impact on those days. And so communicating those needs might look like asking somebody that you feel safe with, you know, saying, hey, listen, I prefer you not to make comments about other people's bodies, my body, your body, you know, whatever. Or talking about weight or eating choices is something I would prefer we don't talk about. Um, If you feel like that's a safe person who would receive that well, right? Because we don't want to make it worse by starting a, a discussion that you, if, if already feels like an unsafe space and you're having to make requests and, um, the response is not very safe, but if it, if it doesn't feel like a safe, sp- uh, safe space, maybe just simply changing the subject abruptly, mm-hmm. asking somebody to be like, Hey, listen, um, I know, you know, uh, you like candy, whatever <laughs> might make the person, change drastically from the train of thought just so that um the topic does not dwell on it and you know that this is not something you you feel prepared to deal with Mm -hmm. at the time and I think that's important so communicating those needs when it comes to commenting on your body or your eating choices or other bodies around you um that might be an important step to take for you at that that time Mm -hmm. I think that's a good reminder for us all as well, that when you're speaking to other people, you know, keeping in mind that we don't actually know what's going on inside a person's head at a given moment, and and we don't know what kind of day they're having, or week or month, and so thinking about how we're coming across, you know, and, and being as respectful as possible and understanding that it's really not our place to comment on other people's 
bodies or food choices, I know sometimes it feels, you may feel like you have good intentions, like you're trying to help that person, but regardless of what your intentions are, that that really has no bearing on how a person might receive it. And it's about how they are feeling, you know, on the receiving end. So good things to keep in mind. Yeah. Number nine, tip number nine is to try to do something kind for your body. Um, Maybe that's like a nice long bath, maybe a shower. Maybe you have like a favorite shirt that just feels like very soft and warm and cuddly. Um, it doesn't, you know, always have to be like a spa day is what I'm getting at. Like there are simple things that we can do to show kindness for our body. Maybe it's a nice, you know, candle face mask. Um, if you have like a pet, you can snuggle with just something that, that makes you feel good and really sends the message to yourself that you are worthy of care and you are worthy of respect. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, we all need those reminders from time to time. Yeah. Gosh, and that that is huge. I think because even in the in the middle of a storm of negative self-talk or negative talks or really feeling like you're the the feeling is strong enough to call it hate where you're hating your body, actually taking care of your body by putting lotion or wearing something soft and um that feels warm, that feels welcoming doing something like meditating or going for a walk, petting your dog and letting your dog maybe cuddle with you or whatnot. It's sending a message that you care enough about your body to uh, maybe be a little bit more tender or kind to it, Mm -hmm. even in that moment of, of disliking it. And I think that in our brain, that sends a different message. We are not navigating in the same sort of thought passage of a hating my body and dwelling in that we are removing that our our brains from that loop and we're sending a different message and I think that's huge yeah for sure like lighting up the reward pathway like those feel-good hormones and that can do a lot to move you you know through that space a little bit faster absolutely and our last one it's complimenting yourself for a non-body related thing. This can be, again, trying to move away from dwelling in that hatred. And so it could just be like, hey, I went for a walk today. I made a delicious meal and everybody loved it and it was great. I was able to be kind to my pet or my partner or my friend. I made my coworkers happy. I was able to deliver a task in time and it was uh, difficult and challenging, but I but I did that. Um, I think when we are in that space of body hatred, that is all we can see, right? Like how our body looks and feels and it compares to other people. But life is so much bigger than just what our body looks like to the rest of the world. Somebody could have your perception of what a perfect body is, but they may not be... uh, doing well their job they may not have good relationships they may not be in a place where they're feeling fulfilled they may be in a toxic relationship I mean gosh life is just so much bigger than that Mm -hmm. and so having that moment to acknowledge that just because we don't feel good in our body today we're feeling like we're not we can't accept our body and how um, it looks right now that doesn't mean that that all that's all that life offers and it's all that life is about 
There's so much more out there. Yes. What a good conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a, I love that I have you to like say positive things about what I say. (laughs) It's like, oh, yay, I I did a good thing. (laughs) We all need praise, right? It it really does help. Sometimes we're really hard on ourselves and, you know, maybe related to body, also other areas of life like Kat was just talking about. And it really can help to try to find those positives and, you know, give yourself praise, make yourself feel good and, and give that to other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy too, because we, so you and I have studied nutrition. We're really focused on clinical nutrition. So talking about chronic illness or different, um, pathologies as it relates to nutrition and all that. Um, and we've moved recently with Nutribing to kind of do counseling from the comfort of people's homes virtually um, because we felt like that was a better space and better timing as far as like making changes that might be impactful in the long run. Um, but I think that I've come to find out that so much of that conversation has to do with how the person is feeling about their body and is feeling about themselves themselves, um, and how that relates to a bigger picture, like how they feel about, uh, their professional life, their personal life, how, um, they're able to meet their goals their personal goals and how intertwined all of this really is. It's, it's massively impactful. Um, and so brushing it off is like, Oh, this is not a big deal. Or like, we just need to get over it. Stop obsessing. It's, it's not helpful Mm -hmm. because these things are massively interconnected. Yeah. You know, listening to you speak just now about that, it it reminds me of a point that Natalie Novak, she was a guest on our show, I don't know, maybe three or four episodes ago. So give that a listen if you haven't yet. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. Um, But she was talking about when people, you know, finally break free of the dieting cycle and really start to feel confident and, you know, trust themselves around food and making decisions for themselves, that the part that she loves is seeing that expand into other areas of their life and, you know, kicking ass at work, like being an amazing, you know, mom, partner, dad, whatever it is. And she was talking about just how rewarding that is. And it it speaks to your point that this is, it's bigger, you know, than we often realize. And Kat and I, often find ourselves talking, you know, about a lot of deep things with, with clients because that is, that is the nutrition space, you know, it's interconnected to a lot of things. It sure is. We want to thank everyone who has tuned in, um, for this episode, friends, we are so honored and happy you are here. And if you like what we are sharing uh, please leave us a review. It helps sort of reach a broader audience, which we're hoping if this feels helpful that uh, other people can enjoy it as well. We are thrilled to have people tune in from kind of all over the United States and abroad. And we, I just personally, I feel, <laughs> I feel very honored, um, that we get to share this time. So if you like what we're sharing, please, Go to, I believe it's, um, you can either leave a review in iTunes or on Apple podcast. Um, and that would be massively helpful to us. Otherwise we will see you next week for another 
awesome episode. So uh, tune in next week. They come out on Wednesday. So tune in, tune in next Wednesday. We'll see you then. See you. Bye.